Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 76 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Joe, coronavirus is it's here, and it's here to stay. The, the league has officially canceled all March and April matches. Well, homestands, not matches, technically. And man, oh, man, that's... That's a lot of games right there. They got to make up, Joe. But yeah, it's a big step coming out uh, just this afternoon. Yeah, this is breaking news, practically. Um, crazy stuff. I mean, it, it's the right move, but it, it looks like they're going. The plan is, uh, according to Pete Velistica, the commissioner, he tweeted out um, that the plan is to still play games. In the next couple of months, we will see Overwatch still, um, just not at the arenas that they're supposed to be in. And Um, it will be broadcasted, yeah. Yeah, they will still be broadcasted, most likely online, I'm guessing. Uh, That's all I see happening right there. Oh, I see, yeah. uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. What else do we do? Getting them all to LA or something. (laughs) Yeah, the only other option is... Like maybe getting a, an arena in LA, maybe an arena, maybe a, maybe getting not an arena, getting just a space in LA or a space, maybe one space on the West Coast, one space on the East Coast, and fly all the teams out there and have them play all the games there for until May. Yeah. Guess that's an option, maybe. Um, but I, I would I would assume online is probably where they're going because there are a bunch of Chinese teams and Chinese players who are unable to do what I just said because they're stuck in China, That's um, true. including the entire Chengdu hunters roster. So online just might be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought I'd just w- w- lead off with that news instead of last week since it's, uh, it's huge. <laughs> That's yeah. It's the most relevant that uh, <laughs> we've seen. Yeah. It's fair to say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we don't, it's, it's looking like they're gonna, so even, even this weekend in Florida is canceled. Um, it's possible that they play this weekend still, but we have got no official announcement on that. Uh, but we will still be predicting the games later just in case, just in case. That's right. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Um, we might as well. Uh, but let's, I let's backtrack to last week in Washington, DC, Second homestand in Washington, D.C. this year already. Um, we're back. And uh, it was the first weekend of Hero Pools, I think, is the headline for me personally. Um, because it was it, it was really the tale of Hero Pools here, Joe. Uh, specifically, I think Paris is the best example of it. Uh, because they started off Saturday uh, losing to the Houston Outlaws getting swept by them three to zero. And then they came back Sunday and decided to beat the best team, current best team in the league in everyone's eyes um, without not including the Pacific probably in, in five maps and looking very clean while doing so. Uh, and I think right there is, is a nice example of how, how great our hero, how great hero pools are Joe I guess let's talk Houston versus Paris first. Um, Houston was pretty impressive on hero pools, but 
what did Paris do wrong here, you think, that they realized, oh, we did this wrong and completely fixed that uh, clearly against Philadelphia? Yeah, it's hard to say because uh, you're right. Is Houston looks really nice, uh, really nice in the series. We predicted uh, this series last week in, in our, our match predictions, um, and that was one of the comments that I made uh, when I did pick Houston. I said, you know, this is a really nice pool for them based on how they were playing in week, uh, must have been four, uh, based on how they were playing in week four, um, that they really like playing the, the sort of divey compositions with the Winston, with the Somber Tracer, with the Doomfist uh, thrown in there sometimes too. And sure enough, when you don't have Reinhardt and you don't have McCree and you don't have Widow, um, you know, take or leave Moira, but, uh, but that's what you end up running a lot of. And um, the yeah, Houston really able to, to have success on that. And so I don't even know if uh, I could say that I don't know if um, that it was even Paris playing badly necessarily as much as Houston was just really enjoying their niche that they found. Uh, but then, of course, that implies that um, that Houston could have also beaten Philly <laughs> uh, <laughs> this past week. And I don't know if that's the case. I kind of, you know, you kind of doubt that that's the case um, just on the face of it. But um but, yeah, I think this uh, this week. Um, but of course, Houston only played one match. But uh, but this this whole weekend, I think was was definitely right up uh, right up the alley of of the Outlaws. Yeah, yeah. It, Houston was looking very nice, um, and it, I think it's for the teams that struggled. It was the story of like um, deciding versus that dive, and then some teams were going sort of in an anti-dive type thing with uh, playing Arissa instead of Winston. Uh, Diva was a constant throughout the weekend, no matter what, though, basically. Um, and I think Paris sort of started on that Arissa diva sort of anti-dive comp that they were going for. And I think as teams realized, even, even Mountie Boston Uprising practiced on that clearly because that's what they brought out. Um, yeah. And I think it's those teams that... It, it, that really shows you um, how wild the Kiro pools are because some teams interpreted that the meta was going to be a certain way and some teams interpreted it another way. And um, teams like Houston and people who, who decided to all in on dive were the ones who were who ended up being right. And because of it, um, they they really benefited. And then Paris, of course, was like they, they admitted their mistakes. They they realized, yeah, maybe the comp, maybe anti dive just doesn't, it isn't strong enough to stop dive. And they, they went all in on the dive and went all in on Soon's Tracer carrying them um, f- against Philadelphia, who, who did come out very shaky to start and didn't really turn up until the, till the third map in that, in that series. Yeah, it was a lot of, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> one side at the beginning, one side at the middle, yeah. Yeah, they seemed a little bit thrown off by hero pools in general too, um, but also just didn't seem like they were. I don't know. It was, I I couldn't tell you what was happening there. Um, of course, they they did bring in the first map. They did have EQO on on Brig, and they quickly said, "Ah, no, let's let's not do that anymore." <laughs> um, we we saw how well that worked last season. Yeah. So then, Funny Astro came back out, and Funny Astro was also playing a good amount of break too. Um, so yeah, they were like, yeah, funny Astros better. <laughs> the support player is probably better at break. Um, 
and we discovered that uh, we much prefer uh, FD God on the Lucio, yes, uh, than on the break. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess we'll just continue to talk about this game, which I think mm, it, it might be up there for one of my favorite matches of the season so far, especially just the last map in general. I think the rest of rest of the match is okay, especially the first two maps because Paris just dominated Philly sort of dominated the next two and then then oasis the last map was just very even overall especially the last point which went to 99 99 and had a fight that lasted forever at the end uh, where you just didn't know who was going to win the fight um probably probably my favorite type of fight in overwatch i was in the i was i think this was two games before ours on sunday so i was just chilling in the stands, um, the upper deck, which they closed off. By the way, <laughs> Washington tweeting out that they sold out the arena, uh, but but then later indicating, oh, it's because we shut down the upper deck. It's kind of <laughs> sketchy, right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. You didn't really sell out. You you just got rid of you got rid of all the seats that weren't selling, and then you said, oh, now we sold out. Yeah. Um, but I, I sat in those seats that closed off and wow, was it intense. Great match. Um, yeah, this is, this is my, uh, series to rewatch. Um, that we always pick one every week. Um, and I mean, yeah, you're right. You really had everything, <laughs> um, from the, the fastest Junkertown attack ever in, in three seasons now, the Overwatch League, um, to almost double full holds on, <laughs> on, uh, Blizzard World, almost not quite. Um, and you're right, the Oasis map. But there's a Reddit clip uh, around somewhere of the, the French cast of the last point of Oasis, uh, which is, um, particularly if you don't know any French, is super interesting to listen to, <laughs> uh, just because just they're going crazy, yeah. um, trying to keep up with all the action. Yeah, it was a really good match, definitely. Um, and just a really nice boost to um, you know, like public opinion of the Paris Eternal as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, honestly. Um, because especially since at once, once Philly fusion won those map three and four, I was like, Oh man, this is, yeah, this is their game to lose now. Um, clearly fusion weren't here for the first two maps. Uh, so they, but yeah, they really grabbed my attention once they won that map five. Uh, cause I, I did not think they were going to win once we went to the map five and they, we did. And soon, freaking it was it was really soon versus carpe there on the last point honestly on the tracers going back and forth and um so much fun to watch tracer i i missed it so much um which and but, soon just in general i mean we didn't see yeah. much of him uh last season really at all true um but yeah I, my my one to rewatch by the way was the one we talked about earlier houston paris and that is to pair with joe's um because I think it it's really I think it's a good idea to watch both Paris games this weekend as it's it's a shining example of I think good coaching and good decision making um as Paris lost to one of the worst teams in the league who probably better in this hero pool and then uh, continue to beat the best team in the league in Philadelphia so I think it's a shining example and then my MVP of the week this goes off my tracer thing goes to blizzard for implementing hero pools. Um, 
because just for the record, when it goes on Twitter, it's going to be a picture of Jeff. Okay. <laughs> for Jeff. Yeah, honestly, Jeff. Jeff is the MVP <laughs> of the week for implementing Hero Pools because, yeah, um, this was a great weekend because of Hero Pools and it really freshened it up. And I really enjoyed watching that strategic part of the weekend best shown off by Paris, as I said before, um, where you maybe, maybe you guess the matter wrong, but then you, you come back the next day and you, you change up your strategy and look like a completely different team because of it. Um, oh yeah. Let's talk about other games, I guess. <laughs> Little things like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, the first game of the weekend was the Florida mayhem versus the Toronto defiant. Uh, Florida picked up a big win. A three to one win, and on the other side, Toronto Defiant. They're not looking good here. I, they've lost. I don't know how many in a row now. Maybe three. Um, I think they only have won one. Match. What's their record? So they're they're one, one and four. four now. I think they won their first match. Yes, they and did. They I remember. Lost four in a row. Yeah. So they've lost four in a row. Um. Joe, what are you? You were a big Toronto believer at the big beginning of the season. What do you? What are your thoughts now on this roster now that they've lost four in a row, losing to the Florida Mayhem here? They had some tough opponents in those four, but Florida Mayhem, have, they're not the best opponent. What, what are you thinking about Toronto here? Yeah, this was sort of a, a realization I had after this past weekend. Um, it's, yeah, Toronto 1-4 right now. Um, with it's, uh, with these, these matches canceled, obviously there's nothing um, concrete for them ahead until week 14, but we really can't. Uh, use much of that information about their upcoming matches quite yet. Um, but yeah, past matches, uh, losing a close one to Philly, uh, losing 3-0 to Atlanta. Um, but then matches like uh, Week 4 Houston, um, who, who granted we're doing okay, but you, you still want to pick that one up if you're Toronto. Um, and then, yeah, lost, lost to Florida last um, this past weekend. But yeah, sort of looking back through this team's record, sort of uh, coming to the realization that yeah, this team is not uh, is not working out the way I hoped it would. Um, is sort of sort of the short answer on that. Uh, it's another one of these situations where they've got a lot of the stuff on paper um, that is just not able to to materialize uh, in lots of situations. Uh, the way we hope it to be, because uh, we, we see really good things out of this Toronto roster. I think um, or, or there are there are other teams that are near the bottoms of the standing right now that we can't um, say that about as much. Uh, that, that they don't have as many, you know, highlight moments um, as this Toronto roster does. It, in again, from the the DPS line and support line, I think um, it's it, it's it's fair enough to say that uh, based. Uh, accurately from our preseason predictions that sort of the tank line on Toronto is where we're having um, uh, some of the, the, the least interesting uh, role <laughs> on this, on this team right now with, with Beast and Nevix. But even then, you know, being more or less consistent when you don't hear their names, that's some, you know, sometimes a good thing in Overwatch, but um, yeah, no matter what's, what's on paper for this Toronto roster, you know, something, something really isn't working, which is unfortunate, but, um. Uh, but yeah, disappointing. As you're right, I was looking forward to to, to watching Toronto succeed, uh, but not quite making it happen these first five weeks. No, it's it just hasn't been happening. Honestly, and 
I agree with you. They're at the bottom of the standings. I, I look at their their team and I I mean, first of all, they are they have some players I already think are more talented than the other others at the bottom of the standings, but they have it feels like most games they've played, they look good at, at points, you know. They they have pop up moments as you're saying. They they really keep it close with some good teams and, and they haven't really just been dominated like some of these other teams at the bottom of the of the standing. So it's it, it feels one and four feels like it kind of just sucks for Toronto because um, I think there are some games that they should have won and can win once it, once uh, we get deeper into the season here maybe. Uh, but I agree with you, their tank line haven't been too impressed with them. Uh, but I think they got some great talented DPS and their supports are pretty good, especially Kareev, obviously. Uh, but on the other side, Florida looked pretty dang good too. So it, it's, I just never know what Florida is going to show up every week is still my issue with them. Um, but hey, they look good this week. So can't, absolutely, can't yeah. really complain. Uh, yeah, sure enough, it's, you know, this isn't the Florida of last couple seasons. Yeah, so far. Which, which they desperately needed to not be. <laughs> yeah, they're two and three. So, um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they did their homestand canceled, unfortunately. But uh, we got some games to pick for them later, nonetheless. That's um, true. Yeah, we had uh, Washington Justice played two games this weekend, of course, because it was their homestand. Um, the first one was against Boston, so I will not talk about that one. But Joe will. Joe, talk about Washington versus Boston. Yeah, Boston, Washington. It's uh, I think um, probably the the least interesting of the uh, actually of either of the games for for, uh, for these two teams uh, this week. Whether whether you're Washington or a Boston fan, um, uh, you, you know, in that relatively straightforward, um, you know, uh, with this uh, this particular week in here, pools was not very kind to the Boston uprising. Um, uh, particularly when you've got uh, you're trying to take advantage of this superstar rising rookie um, in Jerry, obviously uh, really nice on the hit scan. But uh, when you can't play McCree, you can't play Marvel. There's uh, not tons of options um, that you have. Really, I mean, you can play Soldier. We, we saw a lot of Soldier this week. We haven't mentioned that yet. Um, but uh, you know, not not uh, with some of the kind of carry potential that these other, these other heroes have. Um. Um. You know, there's not much else to say about this this uh, match specifically, other than yeah, like I said, it's uh, probably the least interesting um, uh, of the two matches that uh, Boston and uh, Washington had this past weekend, uh, which is ironic because uh, Boston got three would um, in their other series, and uh, the other series for Washington was a loss. Uh, but it was to the New York Excelsior, um, so that's super significant. And so I guess while we're uh, while we're on the Boston topic, I'll go ahead and talk about uh, Boston Atlanta here. That works. Um, so the last match of the weekend, um, my MVP here goes to Hawk, um, off tank player for the Atlanta Rain. Uh, this was their only match this weekend, um, and it, it, I felt almost kind of bad <laughs> giving it to Hawk here, um, just. Because not necessarily that, um, 
not necessarily that he had lots of, of standout like hero play moments for Atlanta, though he did in this series. Um, but if you were to go back and rewatch uh, the VOD in particular, I was starting to feel bad for Jake and ZP uh, <laughs> casting this series just because um, starting about halfway through, they only played the three maps, uh, but starting about halfway through this VOD, um, they're just ripping the Boston uh, the Boston Uprising compositions really hard. Um, it, uh, it, I think with with some with some good reason, but uh, it, I thought it was notable the the kinds of comments we were getting. But uh, particularly with uh, moving on Boston's off tank uh, on the Sigma a lot of times rather than the Diva, uh, which as a result was leaving Hawk again uh, my my MVP for this past weekend. Uh, virtually uncontested um, by at least by his off tank pair, um, but that means that uh, the the far mercy from Color Hex and Halo uh, wasn't as able to be as near near as effective as it could have been. Um, uh, Jerry's Hanzo in, in a lot of ways. In fact, he, he had a Dragon Strike eat I think on uh, on Havana that was worth mentioning, uh, stuff like that. But just um, showing off the importance of <laughs> Diva. Um, particularly without the Reinhardt, um, you know, whether you're running the Winston, whether you're running the Orisa, uh, who we saw much less of as the weekend went on. Um, yeah, so whether it was <laughs> whether it was completely all all the fault of the composition of the Boston of the Boston Uprising, or um, who, whether it was more to do with actually um, Hawk having a really good series, and there's probably some combination of both. Um, Nevertheless, it was a really good match for Atlanta. Uh, I think it's a different question to say, um, uh, you, you know, what this win means for Atlanta in terms of their their standings in the league um, and in the Atlantic Conference right now. But um, but yeah, this is a much much more interesting series to talk about. I think um, in that respect here this past weekend. Uh, yeah, I agree. I. Yeah, it was interesting to watch Boston this weekend overall. Um, and Atlanta. We we haven't got to see Atlanta too much this season in comparison to other teams, of course. Uh, so it's always nice to see them. Um, especially with how good they're supposed to be. Uh, yeah, the other match was NYXL versus uh, the Justice. Um, and yeah, the Justice sort of kept it they won the first map uh 2-0 actually um but after that nyxl took the rest of the the series themselves uh including a full hold on horizon lunar colony by them so as the series went on uh the better they got and the worse the washington justice got um but yeah uh, washington of course i i think Corey and all their players are, are are good. Clearly, we saw that once two 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 came in at the end of the season, uh, but it, it's clear to me that they still are not able to compete with the top teams in this league, though. So, if if they're any good, they're probably still right around the middle, especially after watching watching this one, um, where the the NYXL still still look fantastic, of course, like they always do. Um, and really, really started to hit their stride one once Nene came in for um, Sabriel B after Nepal. So, 
yeah, they they were looking uh, pretty good. Anything to say about this one? Uh, yeah, not specifically. I mean, you know, if you're you know you're a New York fan, um, you want your team to keep maintaining their spot really high up in the Atlantic Conference. I mean, that's what you you, you want to definitely keep getting wins like these because Washington's not like you said not um, definitely not one of the you know quote unquote bad teams uh, that we've seen so far. They're definitely uh, right there hanging in a lot of respects. Um, yeah, I, I guess uh, we, we've sort of touched on, I think, every match at least a little bit. Uh, what do you think about Atlanta um, after after this past weekend? You know, they've, they're have 2-1 now, I think. That was finally their third match of the season. Um, so I, having not seen much of them, um, obviously the speculation is they're, you know, sitting top three um, somewhere in there. You know, is this, is this win over Boston super significant? Um, is this, uh, or are we, do we have yet to wait until, uh, um, week six, whenever that happens and Atlanta takes on New York before we can really start making some of those plans? Yeah. I don't know. As far as Atlanta goes, I, I, I am impressed with some of the things I've seen from them so far for sure. Um, of course their one loss is to Paris, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, who is looking a lot better this season. So that's not that bad of a loss. It's a quality loss, I would say. Uh, but rumors, rumors are on the internets that um, Atlanta's good, but they might have some communication issues, and that's their one issue. Um, and they've got the pure talent, but the teamwork's not quite there. I, I guess I could see that in the Paris game. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think they're one of the top teams in the Atlantic I'm excited to see them go up against Philly, up against New York, because I definitely think they're competing with those two teams as well as Paris for that top spot in the Atlantic. I, I, yeah, even after seeing these first three games, I still think they're clearly one of the top teams. They're great. They've got amazing talent. It's just just whether or not they can beat the top teams. So far, they they've lost to Paris, so that kind of stinks. Uh, but I do want to see them against New York. Uh, because, I mean, they were able to beat the Shock last year, and New York wasn't. So uh, they're going to have to beat New York, though. <laughs> That's a key. So uh, I I do want to see them. I, I want to see some more games out of them before I completely decide. But as of now, I I still hold a very similar opinion I held at the beginning of the season for Atlanta Rain. I think they're one of the top teams here um, with, with top-tier talent, for sure. All right. <sighs> Anything else to say about this past weekend, Joe? Um, uh, DC homestands. Um, they did hero pool draws again, which I guess we'll transition into when we get into our uh, predictions for week six, whenever that happens. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. It's really nice to see um, with the addition of hero pools. I mean, um, probably the biggest winner was Soldier Seventy Six. Ironically enough. Uh, out of all this, we saw uh, lots of lots of play from him uh, in the DPS spot, but we saw Somber Tracer, saw a little bit of Doomfist Somber, I think, though not not a lot. No, uh, not too much Doomfist. And, and ironically enough, uh, Brick is is really good as a dive support, <laughs> which uh, we, we wouldn't have wouldn't necessarily have thought uh, several weeks ago that that might have been the case, but. Yeah, uh, particularly, particularly I guess when you don't have Moira, um, 
Briggs got the range healing. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's also like one of those situations where it's like we're gonna run dive, but we'll also have like sort of anti dive on our team because the other team's running dive, right? Because Briggs sure. anti dive. It's it's yeah. one of those. It's like how May the best hero to counter May is having a May yourself or something like that. You know, it's it's um yeah. It's while running the comp, you're countering the comp at the same time. One of those situations, yeah. But it was it was fun to see a bunch of different compositions and the different. I mean, it was great coming into the weekend just seeing that that not everyone was running dive. Some teams were were running different compositions that they thought of. Um, that's probably my favorite part of the weekend is is we we clearly saw some teams. Um, trying trying some different things and i my hope for hero pools is eventually we get to the point where teams are just like honing in on their strengths and running what suits them best um and what will work for them best instead of like trying to figure out what exactly the best comp in that meta is so hopefully that will happen hopefully hopefully that's that's how teams will adapt to hero pools instead of like racking their brain every week on what the best thing to run is really um, but yeah, that's, I think pretty good first week of hero pools. A lot of players saying that it should be two weeks instead of one week. If you pay attention to any press things, um, yeah, I could probably see that. <laughs> uh, but for now we still yeah. got the one week. Well, it'll be interesting when they finally add some of these specific teams into the mix, um, that, you know, for the first, uh, for the first couple of weeks, it'll be like the. Atlantic teams determining the meta for the Pacific teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if they're, because uh, you know if it's based on like the the past two weeks worth of of uh, matches, but but yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm still interested to see that and like see different metas based off of where people, what locations people are in. You know, maybe the Chinese teams are running a completely different meta than other than other regions. I think that that could be interesting too. Uh, but yeah, first f- another week down, I guess for the Atlantic conference Pacific still sitting around doing nothing, but maybe they'll get some games in here pretty soon. As far as news goes, competitive competitive season 21 is live now, uh, with their hero bands of their own, which is another huge complaint. We actually heard from pro players, of course, because they log on to play the ladder and it's a completely different meta because they're completely different hero bands. Um, and for the competitive side of Overwatch, it, it was Arissa, Hanzo, May, and Baptiste who were banned. Uh, so very different. Um, very different heroes. So May got, May got the ban hammer in this one. She has yet to get the ban hammer in Overwatch League, but... Uh, yeah, I, I actually didn't get to play competitive comp at all with these hero bands on Joe. Did you? Um, there's a chime in the background. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if you can hear that or not. Yeah, I heard of that. We're good. Okay. <laughs> I tried to mute myself. <laughs> um, but competitive. Um, I, I know I haven't, uh, I wasn't able to play this first week. And in fact, I'm sure, um, by now that there are different hero bands because again, it is, it is weekly. Yeah, um, I haven't. Been, I didn't. Um, I I thought about logging on before the show and try to see what they were this week, but I forgot to do that. <laughs> but 
but um, but yeah, different than the Overwatch League bans, which makes sense from a you know competitive perspective because like you don't want the like the the one percent over the one percent or whatever to to set the meta for or to set the bans and stuff for everybody. But yeah, at the same time, um, it's weird if you're a, if you are a pro player uh, wanting to practice on in some kind of competitive setting. Yeah, it's it is just super weird. Um, that, yeah, they got to figure out a way to align those up. Um, they did align up the contenders bands with the Overwatch League bands, though. So some things are are lining up at least. It's true. Um, yeah, I just logged on Overwatch, and it's still the same bands right now. I wonder. I wonder when um when that happens exactly. I can't remember when it started. Did it start Wednesday or Thursday? Now that I think about it. It just started on started on Saturday, didn't it? Yeah. So we're still in the first week. Okay. It started I Saturday. I feel like it started on the seventh. I think. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like it started like Thursday or Friday, maybe. Because I just remember being. Or maybe the sixth. What day? Yeah, what like day did we? No, it did. I think it started Wednesday night, maybe. Um. When did we record last week, Joe? Uh, I think it was Wednesday night. We record Wednesday night. Then it was Thursday. It started Thursday night because I remember we were shooting something with the players and swimmer like gave us it's like reading the or Thursday morning. <laughs> it was Thursday morning. Yeah. Swimmer was like swimmer told us who the bands were um, while we were setting up a shoot. I remember. So I think it was Thursday morning. So it's I, I'm guessing every Thursday morning they'll do bands. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, um, those are some good bands to start. I will, I, maybe I'll log on tonight and play it while I can. Um, but there is a new experimental card with, um, new notes, Joe, if you, if you want to go down, I guess, are we going to still call these? They are in the patch notes, but they're, they're experimental notes. They might not happen. Yeah, it's uh, and it's a short patch too. Because um, in fact, what's the difference between? Uh, it appears to be no difference. So yeah, uh, it's a small small patch. Yeah, technically a balanced patch, but only really to add a new experimental card uh, that's been up since the fifth of March. So if I had to guess, it's on its way out too um, here before too long. But it is up, uh, including some. Uh, I forget where this was announced, but some some balance changes that they're actually like um, pulling from the PTR to get a little bit more testing data on, in addition to some weird things that they're trying. Um, but in the experimental card, uh, most recently, um, Ash's uh, big Omnic Butler uh, was immune to Sleep Dart, which is interesting. Uh, Baptiste got a buff to his Exo Boots, the full charge time reduced from 1 second to 0. 0.7 seconds. Uh, as well as regenerative, bur- regenerative burst, uh, the cooldown lowered from 15 to 13 seconds. Uh, Diva's boosters, uh, the cooldown increased from 3 to 4 seconds. This, uh, again, is on PTR, I think, currently. Uh, but they brought it over to the experimental card just to see how they would play. Uh, May's ice wall cooldown has been increased from 10 to 13 seconds. Uh, I want to say that was on PTR too, but I'm not sure about that one. Uh, Arisa's primary fire, her fusion driver uh, gun, damage increased from 10 to 11 per bullet. Uh, 
uh, Sigma's Gravitic Flux Ultimate, uh, cost reduced by 10%, and flight speed increased 30%. Uh, in case you wanted to really um, get creative with your Q presses, so that's that's something there, and plus avoid some of the stuns um, that are presumably coming in um, now that he's easier to stun out of this too. I think that was one of his most recent changes uh, to Sigma. Uh, Soldier got a buff, it's a pretty significant buff. Uh, Helix Rocket's cooldown reduced from 8 to 6 seconds, and Sombra's primary fire her machine pistol. Uh, spread decreased by 10%. Uh, so that's, again, on the experimental card, uh, likely on its way out, I would assume, because uh, it will have been up for a week by the time the show comes out. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, this one's this one's much smaller than, than that big change, of course, that they had in the first one. So I could see some of these. Like you mentioned, one was even on PTR. Um, so I could see these easily coming coming alive some of these so uh very very interesting i i also want to try this out i definitely think i'm gonna log on overwatch tonight um and bob immune to sleep is um pretty cool i definitely think either this change or some other change to like to bob needs to be made because i think he's just a pretty bad ultimate in general and very underpowered because there's just so much to counter him there's so much to counter him, and you just put him to sleep, and the alt is is nullified immediately, almost. So, I think that's a interesting change, and a lot of other interesting changes in here too, in, including a cooldown increase for May's Ice Wall, which is nice. We need some May nerfs, clearly. Um. All right. Anything else to say about the experimental card, Joe? I mean, other than just waiting to see what uh, what next one comes out, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm i liking it. I'm liking it a lot. Um, of course, next on our list was the news we said at the beginning of, of the episode, um, which was that the uh, all matches or all homestands for March and April are canceled. Unfortunately, that also does include some, we didn't mention specifics, but I believe that included um, some Pacific Division homestands. I think LA Valiant was in there. There's a Shock one in there. Um, So we were going to see some Pacific Overwatch um, at a homestand in these next couple of months here, and now now we won't. Um, Before that, Paris got canceled by by France themselves, the country, not Overwatch League. So um, that that happened. Um, and then Overwatch League came in and canceled the rest of them, um, which includes Boston, actually. So Boston, London, uh, and Atlanta homestand. Florida, of course, this weekend. So lots of, lots of cancellations here. Uh, but, of course, they we'll still be trying to play these matches. So we'll see. We'll update you guys on, on our next episode on, on how that's going to be happening probably. And they will be broadcasting yeah. them. That's true. So we'll be able to still watch. Yes. Unfortunate, but it's coronavirus is a, is a pretty big threat. So this should happen for sure. All right, Joe. Even if even if week week six, even the, if these Florida homestand matches don't happen this weekend, 
we will be predicting them like they will be happening this weekend. Um, and we will be predicting them like they still will have these hero bands, which they probably will, I'm imagining. I don't know why they would change it. Um, but the, the the band heroes they picked at the end of Watchpoint this last week, which, by the way, they still kept it at the end of Watchpoint. They listened to everyone. Thank God. Uh, by popular demand, they said, yeah. Yeah, uh, because that was amazing. Um, Winston, Lucio, Soldier, Sombra, Nome, Soldier, <laughs> Soldier was in for for a week, and then they they took him out. And honestly, I don't know if we would have seen too much Soldier if Wid- if both Widow and McCree weren't banned. I think yeah. I think if one of only one of them is banned, we would have seen Widow or McCree instead of Soldier. Um, so I find it funny that Soldier's getting banned here because I do think he is worse than both McCree and Widow at hit scan. Um, so he's being banned despite the fact that I don't think he would have seen any play with both Widow and McCree back. Uh, That's true. And Sombra was was played a, a good amount. Um, and let's let's start off the week, I guess, maybe predicting what what kind of comp you think we'll see run with these band heroes, Joe. I mean, you know, um, hopefully we don't see a lot of this back and forth here after the first couple of weeks of bans. Um, but unfortunately, I mean, you know, once we're banning out the, these things that were super popular, um, particularly um, in week five, this first week of hero bans, I think uh, we go back to what well, we had the first four weeks <laughs> of the league, um, you know, for better or for worse. So we're looking at on a brig and... Um, uh, and Ryan Diva and McCree and May probably, <laughs> which um, uh, obviously we're we're super super fans of that um, <laughs> composition. But I mean, you know, the, lots of these heroes, uh, with the possible exception of Lucio, uh, really have you know enjoyed their spotlight in the last two weeks because of um, a shift away from um, from what was banned, and now it's not anymore. So. <laughs> Uh, like I said, because of these, the pick rates that they used to determine who gets what, um, because those are based on a two-week period, hopefully after the first two weeks of, of bands, we'll settle things down a little bit. But yeah, in the meantime, there's uh, not tons of uh, freedom here. Yeah, I agree with you. My first immediate thoughts was like, oh, do we just go back to the meta we had before bands um, because Lucio is the only one that were in, was in that comp, but I don't think he's like significantly necessary to that comp while he does enable the Reinhardt and everyone to move quicker. Um, I still could see you running without Lucio possibly my coworkers immediately said bunker because Sombra is one of the only counters to bunker with EMP getting rid of all the shields. Uh, and now you have no EMPA to do that. So we could possibly be seeing Bunker on defense on 2CP in some of these points. But yeah, it's it's I, I find this week a little less interesting because I feel like I feel like it's just Winston Lucio is just like Ansombra is immediately like, okay, well, Dive's out. Um, so and Dive is probably one of the more exciting ones that we haven't gotten to see too much but we saw it last week um so it seems like we'll just go back to may and mccree and stuff like that i i don't i don't know what else we could possibly do that's different 
Uh, but we'll see. Maybe maybe we'll get some surprises. Let's pick some games, Joe. As far as the standing standings go for our picks, I think we both broke even last week because I picked. Uh, we did. I picked Florida to beat Toronto, but then I picked Paris to beat Houston, and you picked Houston to beat Paris, and you picked Toronto to beat Florida. Our, our two differences evened out and then we both lost philadelphia and we won nyxl versus washington um which means you pick first right uh it's true yeah since yeah and i have where it's uh uh 10 and 12 out of 20 uh respectively after five weeks of prediction dang i'm at 50 percent that's it's not good yeah. um but yeah it's but it's better than under I guess. yeah Let's start with that NYXL versus Atlanta match we were talking about earlier. That uh, that that it's it's hard to predict because Atlanta's is, big implications. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta's supposed to be pretty good. Supposed to have a chance to beat this team in NYXL. Can can they do it after their strong performance against Boston last week, Joe? Yeah, and and a strong performance. Uh, strong performance for Atlanta. It was. Uh, I sort of sort of alluded to it with some of my questions earlier. But I'm not quite convinced um, that it's it, ref- it will reflect um, as well as as much of a quality win for Atlanta as they they wanted. I think out of this weekend, uh, obviously it was you know really successful. But um, against a team like Boston, out of the three the three matches that they've had yet, I don't I'm not comfortable putting enough. Um, enough stock in them quite yet i guess for for lack of a better term i want to see them play teams like um uh dc i don't think they played yet i want to see them team play teams even like like london um before <laughs> before i might even predict um them over new york in this series and so i guess um for that reason then i'll go i'm going the other way um to to call new york over atlanta um the first match of the weekend yeah, I'll follow suit, Joe. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going off. I I do think that New York has has looked a, looked better than Atlanta so far this season, and New York's pretty good. So I I think I'd be a fool to pick against them here. Honestly, I'm going New York. Uh, probably three one. I'll go. Um, next is London versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia coming off of. A rough first loss of the season against Paris here. Um, they were looking on. They were looking like they were just gonna go through all these Atlantic teams here because they they beat NYXL, who we all thought was the only team Philly had to worry about, especially after they beat them. Uh, but now they they lost to Paris, so they're looking a little bit more vulnerable here, Joe. Uh, do they, how do they perform here? Can they bounce back against this team of, of lovable rookies in London Spitfire who, um, had some very funny tweets about coronavirus after London homestand got canceled? Yeah. They had, uh, basically every, uh, every member of the team went on, uh, went on Twitter saying, um, Glister's like, I want a headshot coronavirus, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, unfortunate to lose these matches, but um, but if you're uh, a uh, Philadelphia Fusion player, I don't think you're going to lose this match. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm attempting to go through it; it's taking too much time to try to figure out um, uh, Philly's overall record against um, against London. But it, it's got to be 
it's got to be a favorable one, I would think, um, for the Philadelphia Fusion. Um, obviously, you know, think about the Grand Finals rematch all you want um, from from season one, but um, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Um, picking it, picking it for Philly here. Yeah, that's. <laughs> It is a grand finals season one rematch, but it's so far from it because London has no one from that game on their team. Well, Philly has more players from grand finals season one on their roster than London. Oh, by f- <laughs> London literally has zero. So, <laughs> and Philly has one. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, they should play Fury that series just just because they can. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going Philly here. I London I I I've been hot on London here lately but I still don't think they can beat a team like Philly. Uh, it's going to take them a bit to beat Philly, New York, these other teams. Uh so I'm going Philly. I think they bounce back. I mean they already bounced back in that match that they lost basically. Yeah. So <laughs> they've already started the bounce back at least. Uh yeah, I'm going Philly. Next is Paris versus Florida. Florida of course would have been hosting this game but they probably aren't now at least in front of their own fans uh but yeah florida paris paris coming off of a huge huge win against philadelphia um but florida also coming off of a pretty good win against against toronto looking good what florida what florida do we see this week joe um, and yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it matters so much <laughs> <laughs> which Florida we see this week. Um, because you're right, Paris, um, looking really strong. I think they're they're like number three, number four in in this division right now. Um, this past week definitely um solidified that for me. Um, uh, you, you will have to see. You know, I'm going to assume that that the um Philly's loss to Paris was closer to a fluke than anything, but. Uh, yeah, Paris definitely looking really strong um, in this division. Um, yeah, you gotta give the gotta give them the advantage here. I think. Yeah, I'll give it to. I honestly might have given Florida this win if it was still at a home stand, Joe. But it's not anymore. It's true. So I am gonna give it to Paris now that that's happening. Unfortunately, because I do think. I think in certain situations, Florida can has the talent to really turn up, and I think in a home stand environment that they would have that would have been an advantage for them that they would have cashed in on. But it's not happening anymore, so I will go Paris. We have the same pick still, unfortunately. Maybe we'll differentiate here at our last pick: London versus Atlanta. We predicted both these teams already in different matches, of course. Um. But yeah, do you do you think uh, London London faced Philly earlier in the week in, in these predictions? Philly's better than Atlanta. I think we both agree on that. Um, is London good enough to beat Atlanta though? Um, because I have the privilege of uh, <laughs> taking the easy pick, I'm going to uh, and say no. Uh, the, <laughs> I don't think London's come out on top of this one. Um, but you're right. I think it's it's certainly going to be uh, much more likely that London picks up a win here. Um, but I think um, I, I definitely wouldn't uh, wouldn't hold my breath necessarily. Uh, looking probably like a win this week. Um, again, whenever it is played uh, here for London Spitfire, I'll go London wins this one against the line. Uh, just to yeah, 
just to differentiate. Yeah, just to try to catch up to you at this point. But also, I, I think they have a good chance, honestly. Um, out of out of any of the upsets here, I'm I'm most confident in this one. I'm confident in London lately, uh, and I, I I think I think they can pull this one off, Joe. I really do. Um, and if those Atlanta communication issues are real and they get boomed after losing to New York, then I, I think it, there's a, there's another good chance of that happening here. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll go London on this one and hopefully start catching up to you, please. Um, all right. Um, there's also a note for our Atlantic only power rankings in two weeks before week eight. I don't know if that's, I guess we'll still do that. Yeah, I don't might, know. <laughs> it, it might get shifted around. I don't know. The, the week before, um, assuming we have enough notice to to figure that out. But the week before the Pacific teams start playing again, uh, we'll we'll try to do an Atlantic power ranking. Yeah, I think that works. Anything else to talk about before we sign off? Uh, I don't think so. Other than it's, you know, good to be back, and now that we're into the hero pool mess, I think it'll only get better. I agree. Hopefully we see some overwatch this weekend, if not next weekend. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on our personal social media accounts, specifically Twitter, you can follow me at JWGeorgeIV. Joe is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. Show has a Twitter. It's at On The Flank Show. We also have an email on the flank show at gmail.com. You can email us, tweet at us if you have any comments, questions, topics you'd like us to talk about, any corrections. You're listening to this one way. If you want to listen to it a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co. My personal YouTube channel, John George, you're most likely going to find that via my Twitter. We're on iTunes. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. And we're on Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. And stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, make sure not to touch your face. And, and don't get sick. <laughs>